Welcome back to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. As you notice, today it's a little bit dark. I have a very special guest. He's a friend of mine, a teammate of mine, and arguably the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time. We will all find out 100% this month when he fights Stipe Miocic. Um, Daniel Cormier is the guest, and I have no power. We had a huge storm here in Thailand last night. Uh, I slept with in uh, heat and 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 frustration because I wanted to be uh, slept and and rested and ready for this uh, podcast today that I had planned with Daniel, and it was just hot and miserable and no AC and no anything. And uh, I promised DC we'd make it happen. So this is literally all battery. Uh, battery studio lights, battery laptops, everything's connected via battery. We have no electricity right now. Um, it's morning time here. It's like 1130 in the morning, so at least we have some daylight kind of peering in. Um, so let's go ahead and get this started before all these lights uh, run out of battery. Daniel Cormier, welcome to the show, brother. What's up, Mikey? How you doing, bro? <laughs> I, know what I know what you're probably wondering right I'm now. I'm just wondering. I'm I'm just wondering why you took so long to invite me on. This is crazy. Oh, stop, dude. Stop. You've been on before. <laughs> on. Like, You're I, the I hardest guy. So many people on, and I'm like, yo, can I get a chance? Like, Mike, can I have a chance? You are one of, if not the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time. Do you think it's easy to get you on a podcast, bro? Even even as your Come teammate on, and, the, and, the, and the little scrub of the gym that I used to be? For you, for you, it was always easy. You just didn't request the time. Bro, because you're the busiest <laughs> man in the world. You got podcasts, you got radio shows, you're doing commentary, you're beating everybody in the UFC, you're obtaining belts. Come on, bro. Okay, Mike, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, like, why are you in the dark? Like, yeah, so as you know, I had to keep delaying uh, this whole thing, and I appreciate you taking the time out for this. Um, so we had a huge tropical storm last night, and we knocked out the electricity. So right now, to, to show you how much I wanted this interview now and not put it off, because when you put things off, they don't happen. We are 100% yeah. with no electricity. I have battery lights for the studio. The laptop's <laughs> on battery. My my mic is USB into another uh, laptop that's on battery. So we are 100% battery wow. in a completely unair conditioned, completely no electric <laughs> studio right now. And it's happening, wow, bro. You're making, me feel, you're making me feel kind of special. It's crazy because... With all that, your stuff still looks better than mine. It looks like I'm sitting in a dungeon somewhere. No, but but you, so this was last minute, and obviously we had to make changes and stuff, man. So I just appreciate you being here, man. And I and and thank you so much for taking time out for me, man. I appreciate it. And like I said, I'm in the dark here with 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 no electricity making this happen. So I've been scrambling for two hours while you had the other thing going on, just try to get this thing to work. And uh, it looks like it's gonna work. So we're gonna do it. And I know for sure the audio is yes. getting recorded, the video video is getting recorded. So we're gonna make this fucking thing happen. Um, but anyway, Let's how are you do doing? How, how's training going? It's going good, man. It's going good. You know, we're we're, uh, we're heading down the home stretch, and I'm so excited. I it was tough in the beginning, you know, when you don't fight very often. You know, I've, I've fought once in the last couple of years, and um, it was tough in the beginning. It was it was hard. At times, it was very daunting. You know, yeah. like it, I remember when I first came to AKA, I was trying to prepare for a fight on three weeks' notice, and I was really labored through the spark and you once told bob you were like bob i don't know man <laughs> this dude i want to tell that story so i i felt like that at times right like when i first started because i hadn't fought in a long time and you know after i lost i wanted to really make recovery a focus my yeah. back and getting healthy and and uh 
that takes time. And and when I started to get after it again, it was difficult. You know, you remind yourself very quickly how different it is being a guy that lives at home is very comfortable to being a professional athlete. And uh, I'm just lucky I started very early uh, in preparation for this uh, way back in April. Yeah. Late March, I started running. April, I started to train sparring and everything else. Yeah, and I want to say, man, it's been it's been an honor, dude, to like be a part of AKA and then you coming on board and being there when you first came to the team and watching you so <laughs> green in MMA. Obviously, you're Olympic level wrestler, but being so green in MMA <laughs> and then watching that transition from like that day to now fighting in this fight to to become possibly the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time, like. Buddy, through all the championships, the Strikeforce Grand Prix, the the multiple time UFC championships, like it's been a ride for me, man. And it's and obviously, like I said before, you're my hero, man. And like it's been it's been so great to watch somebody grow versus just being a fan of somebody that's already there. Like, cause I saw you from day one yeah. to the to now, you know. Yeah, in the little small bike room, you know, the little small bike yeah. room in the back, us, uh, the old AKA where we would all wait in line. I'm sorry, my light's going out motion sensor but uh remember we would all train and then we would all wait in line on the stairs yep. to take that one shower we had in the gym yeah. look man you know through everything you know honestly mike i still feel as though those early days are my best days yeah because we were such a tight-knit family yes. you know and you know, you know guys were doing their thing and and yeah it's been great you know it's been great to share this ride with all of you guys because i remember you know, when I started to decide where I was going to fight, it, you know, the reason I was going to AK was because of Kane and, and you and Josh Koscheck and John Fitch, because that was AK, right? AK was Mike Swick, John Fitch, Josh, Josh Koscheck, and there was a kid named Kane Velasquez starting to make a name for himself. And I knew that um, if I could train to be a part of what you guys had, uh, it'd be great. You know, I actually drove the other day down by the old gym in San Jose and yeah. just remembered. So many days hitting pads at night and then running around the corner to get to that park where we would all run. You know, it just was it just was a, a, a crazy time. And this whole ride has been something I could never have dreamed of. Do you remember when you fought in the final fight of the, the Grand Prix and Strike Force and you walked out to the to the cage? And then you, I was front row, and you walked by me, and I was like, yeah, you know, just like normal. I was like, go DC, whatever. And then you like stop. You like halfway to the cage, you stopped, came back, gave me a fist bump, and then you walked back in there. <laughs> For some reason, bro, like that was when you were in Strike Force. You weren't even in the UFC yet, but that was one of the first moments where I was just like, like I was starstruck and just felt so like honored that you gave me that <laughs> fist bump and that respect before you went and fought from somebody that came from as a beginner at AK as far as the MMA program, like you were to that level already to me. And then like, and then to surpass that and to go into UFC and do what you did, man, just those little things meant a lot to me, man. And I was just like, you, you've always been one to show so much respect to people. And, and like, man, that meant a lot to me. I don't know if I ever told you about that, but just you walking back and give me that fist bump before you went out there and won that title was pretty sick, man. I, I really appreciated that, that respect that you showed me, man. Well, even that Mike, you know, like being in that, that, that moment, you know, where, I'm going to the octagon to fight or to, to the strike force cage to fight. I'm, I see my teammate. You know, I see one of my friends as I'm going in there. And one of the guys that I looked up to, you know, when I started this journey, you know, you want to show that respect. But and I just wanted to honestly for a long time, Mike, and even today, I just want to make you guys proud, you know, because I know that 
this gym that we all love so much now and the gym that we represent with 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 all of our blood sweat and tears that's the gym that you guys created you know like aka was not aka before you guys it was a gym of guys that were pretty good but you guys changed the whole thing man and and we all still carry that with us you know from myself to kane and habib and you know luke and, and islam and, and and enrique barzola and Mowgli Bonitas, every guy now that fights out of AKA still fights to honor the guys that helped to build this gym. Because there would be no big gym without what you guys did on Hillsdale. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like all those that. things, man, we, we all still you never forget the guys that, that, that really did put the gym on the map. And also, you know, Bobby Southworth and and Mike Kyle and all these guys, Kyle Kingsbury, everybody we owe uh, everybody owes a debt of gratitude because in five years People are going to look at me and say, man, D.C. really did it, took a part in building yeah. the gym that we represent, you know, and you want people to, to honor that as I honor the guys that came before me that have retired before me. Yeah, for sure. And I, I greatly appreciate that, man. And you've always been the number one guy to show respect to the gym and to the teammates and to, to where you came from. Um, how do you feel being your age? Obviously, I know you get asked this a lot, but like, yeah. is it a big factor for you or not really? And obviously, we, we know that uh, Steve is four, uh, sorry, 37 and you're 41. I mean, it's not a crazy difference, but there is a little difference. Do you, do you think that's a factor yeah. at all? And how are you doing this at 41 years old, bro? Well, first off, you know, 2018, I fought three times at yeah, 39. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm like, saying. <laughs> I couldn't do that now. I couldn't fight three times at 41 yeah. years old, you know. But I can train for a fight, you know. I, I think um, it was tough. You know, like I said in the beginning, it was it was difficult in the beginning. But, you know, we continue to grind through it. And the reality is I'm not fighting some 28, 29-year-old kid. You know, right. like you said, Steve is 38 years old himself. So, um, you know, we're both up there. But the reality is you have two guys that have a common goal and are going to fight to the end to try to accomplish that. I, I, you know, I've learned that age is what you make it. You know, if you, you think I'm too old for this, I, I can't do it, you won't be able to do it. Right. Um, I don't feel like anything's diminished. My speed is still there. My reflexes are as good as they've ever been. My ability to train, you know, and, and, and now uh, – my body has held up during this training camp better than it has for a long time. So I believe all those things have factored into me feeling pretty good and confident going into this fight uh, against Miocic. You know, uh, it, it's what you make it, though, Mike. It's what you make it and, and, and knowing how to prepare and, and knowing and having confidence in the fact that I can rely on my experience right. when I step into the octagon. And, and, and reality is it's, I, I, I've been only fighting for about 10 years now. So it's not like I've been in the game super long and have taken a ton of damage. Right. No, absolutely. And and I, I don't want you to give anything away about this fight except just what your idea of how you would like to win the fight. But I, I told Javier this, and I truly feel this way, man. And I might just be crazy biased because I love you. But, um, <laughs> man, I, I honestly truly feel that, like, if you fought to win – if you were one of those fighters that fought to win, like to go out there and grind, use your wrestling, you use what you had to do just to get a win only and not be a fighter so much and not be exciting and not try to beat people at their own game. 
I told Hav, in my opinion, it is my opinion, you would have never lost a fight. I don't think you, I don't think there's any person on the planet that would have beat you. I think you have that fighter mentality and you go out there and you fight and, and you want to throw punches and you want to do new things and you want to do things out of your area. You knocked out Stipe. You, you want to do things that are outside your area and that's exciting and it's awesome and you get away with it so much. And I think that's the only reason you've ever been susceptible to getting, getting any kind of advantage on you. Um, and, and so going into this fight, do you have a specific, I mean, obviously not without giving a game plan, but do you have a specific way, ideally, that you would like to see this fight finished um, that's going to make it better? Mike, I just want to win. You know, reality just get the is win. I just want to win. I, I want to fight to my potential. You know, in this last fight, I don't think I fought to my potential. I think that I fought okay at times, but I didn't fight to my potential. I just want to go out there and give the representation of who I am to the fullest extent. That's it. Like, I don't want to be a shell of myself in there. I want to go fight. I want to go fight as I fought over the course of these 25 fights in my career. So, um, and ultimately, that's what matters to me, you know. I do believe that those guys that have gotten wins over me, those guys are some of the most talented people you'll ever find in the world. And they got the job done, so hats off to them. But the reality is, like, I want to go be Daniel Cormier. And if I can go be Daniel Cormier, I'm going to beat just about anybody. Yeah. And I believe that on August 15th, when I go out there and I fight my fight and I'm in I'm in the moment for 25 minutes, I'll beat Stipe Miocic. I yes. just think that um, skill for skill, I'm better than him. Yeah, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, given that let, let, let's go ahead and uh, assume you win this fight and, and you get this huge victory and, and, and dominate and, and prove where you are. Is this going to be the last one? I mean, can we can you say that or do you know for a fact or are you still yeah, kind of yeah. like seeing how it yeah. goes? This is it, Mike. You know, this I is think it. that you know, I think that you 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 gotta know, you know, and and like I said, you know, I can I can get ready for a fight, but to get ready for another five fight yeah. title reign yeah. is something completely different. You know, I, I I think you have to recognize that as you get older and understand that it, it's difficult to stay at that level, you know. When I won the belt for the first time in 2015, I was 36 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was 36 years old. You know, I, you know, me, me thinking that I was gonna have a long title reign was whatever. I could fight three times a year. I could go through those wars with Gustafson and Rumble and not feel as though uh, time was ticking away. You know, I was just getting ready for another fight. But I think at this point, it's like you can win a fight. You know, and you can. I feel like I can beat the best in the world. But to do it consistently and consecutively and prepare myself to consecutively beat these dangerous, scary people, I, I don't I don't know if that's even in the cards right now. So you gotta recognize those things and be honest with yourself and uh, and make the right decision. Hey everyone, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor, the world's premier luxury training resort, the highest rated destination gym in the world, aka Thailand here in Phuket, a gym for fighters, for everyone, where anyone can come and train with world-class trainers and get a world-class experience with world-class facilities and a world-class location. So if you haven't seen the gym already, you haven't seen the podcast, you don't know what I'm talking about, here's the commercial. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You 
can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. I don't know why I think this. I mean, I guess I do know why I think this. Um, and maybe you can help me, but why do I think that you are going to be the president of the UFC when Dana's done? Why, why, oh, why do I? Well, shoot, I've said this multiple times, but why do I? Why do I have this feeling that you're you're the one that's going to take the place of Dana once he's done? He re he retires. Uh, you just fit the I mold mean, to I'm, me. It's such a such a <laughs> ambassador, and you speak well. You are. I mean, you've done everything there is to do in the sport that nobody knows fighting better than you. Why do I think that, bro? Well, is it? I don't know, man. I you know, I've heard that from people, and obviously, you know, anybody gets a chance to to do anything in the UFC. In that capacity, whether it be on a, a lower level or any type of position with the UFC is a blessing, you know. So um, I just know that we're lucky to have Dana and he's going to be around for a long time. And uh, I can only fit in where I fit in. I'm just lucky that people within the organization have the faith in me to give me the responsibility that I have even today. And that's all I need. You know, if I'm just kind of, if I'm calling fights for the next 20 years, that's good enough for me. You know, like, I just want to be part of the show. I just want to be part of the show. And I feel like that, I feel like I can walk away from the in the octagon fighting because I'm still going to be a part of the show by being right next to the octagon. Yeah. Right. And, and so you love calling fights, that, that you enjoy it. It's a, I do. It's a, it's a I enjoy passion. it. I'm a big time fan, man. I'm a massive fan of this shit. I love, I love fighting. I love calling the fights. I'm a huge fan of, of of mixed martial arts. So after fighting, you'd be that would be your path. I mean, you'd be perfectly happy and passionate about just calling fights and being involved and 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 doing what you're. I mean, you're awesome mm -hmm. at it, obviously. And helping to train fighters. Helping yeah, of to train course. You're a great fighters, coach. Coaching my kid, my wrestling team. Yep. Just being in sport, you know, just being involved in sport, hosting my shows, and 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 just I, I I'm entrenched in mixed martial arts right now, and. and I couldn't be happier, you know, from from wrestling to fighting to calling the fights to the show to the podcast to the detail. Like all these things have just got me entrenched in mixed martial arts. And, you know, I, I lived on this earth for 30 years before I started fighting MMA. That's crazy. And at 30 years, I, I, I found the thing that um, just truly – it just fills me up, man. Like, I love the sport. I really do love the sport. And what if you didn't find it? What, what, what would you be doing? Uh, I'd be coaching wrestling. Yeah. You know, wrestling is my first love. You know, it's a sport that allowed for me to get my education. I got to go to two Olympic Games because of wrestling. But I feel like MMA is that thing that makes me yeah. as happy as anything in the world outside of my family. That's awesome, man. Two quick questions, um, considering you are a big fan of the sport and you're one of the best commentators out there. Uh, your teammate, our teammate, Khabib, Habib's fighting uh, Gaethje. Um, I, I've said this numerous times. I'm just being honest about it. I, I pick uh, Habib for sure. I think he's possibly one of the guys that can def uh, 
retire from the sport undefeated, possibly. And uh, Buffer said that, and I agree with yeah. him. That being said, I've been on record multiple times, even before Gaethje fought Ferguson, and especially after, saying that Gaethje is one of the most dangerous fights for Habib. Do you agree with that? I mean, do you agree with j just the mm -hmm. fact that, like, Habib is a monster, but if you're going to pick a dangerous fight for him, doesn't Justin fit the – I mean, doesn't he fit, like, the mold as – the scariest guy if you're if you're wanting Habib to win and 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 hopefully not get caught by one of those crazy punches. Absolutely, you're spot on, and, and there are factors to it. You know, there are reasons why Justin's so dangerous. One, uh, his ability to wrestle defensively. Yep. You know, he's he's a high level wrestler. I know he doesn't use his wrestling offensively as much as people might want to see, but he's a high level wrestler, NCAA All American. His boxing and stand up is as good as it comes. He's got fantastic cardio. And he's got an iron chin, you know. So um, he's very, very difficult matchup for Habib. With that being said, I believe Habib Nurmagomedov is the most dominant fighter MMA has ever seen. Yeah. And I understand that there's been some great guys to this point. But nobody makes it look as easy as Habib Nurmagomedov. And I do believe that he's going to retire undefeated. And I believe that he's going to retire undefeated sooner than later. Because... Yeah. When you get to 28, 29, and 0, no hiccups, man. Like, he made no mistakes. Yeah. You know, won 28 straight fights, like 12 and 0 in the UFC. So, uh, I, I just think he's the most dominant fighter the UFC's ever seen. And I, I, don't, think it, I don't think we're ever going to see anything like him again whenever he walks away from the sport. I agree with you. And I, he, with that being said, that's, that's, that's taking nothing away from the guys he's fighting. Yeah. They, they are fantastic. They're phenomenal. But it's, I just think that this kid has developed – he came in the AKA as a wrestler, yeah. but he has developed his skills over at, in Dagestan with his dad, uh, rest in peace, uh, also with Javier and the rest of the coaches. He, with you guys, sparring with him and grabbing him and, and working with him. Um, He's so I think when he found that connection to the gym, it allowed for him to go to a level that, that's unmatched, has never been seen before. And like you said, no disrespect to his opponents. That's the reason we're saying what we're saying because the level of opponents he's fighting are also the best yeah. fighters in the world. So it's like they, there's yeah, no disrespect absolutely. there. He's he's but he's beating them and he's beating them convincingly. That's yeah. the whole reason we're saying well, this. Well, look, look at well look at Dustin Poirier. How good he looked against yeah. Dan Hooker. Amazing. And look at what Habib did to him. Like yeah. Dustin went between rounds and was like, I can't get him off of me. Once yeah. he grabs me, he's so strong, I can't man. get him off of me. Like this is Dustin Poirier, who's one of the bigger lightweights in the entire world. It and you know he's just a beast, man. You you felt it. I felt when I grab a guy that fights at 155, and I go, man, he feels strong. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. that should not happen. Like he should he should not feel strong to me whenever I grab him. But he does. I've told people multiple times when he grabs my wrist and when we're wrestling, like it's like a heavyweight. <laughs> it's a heavyweight grip. And not only that, but he makes me, I'm not like a wrestler, obviously, like you, but he makes me lose complete, like, a balance in my body. Like, basically, I feel like he can put me anywhere he wants to put me, and I can't do anything about it. No matter how I move, no matter what, I, where I put my legs, no matter what I hook, he just has that ability to take your balance completely away from you with such strength. And it's like, that's why you got guys like Dustin Poirier going between rounds and saying, I can't get him off me. They're just like stunned because you can watch it and not understand, you know, but when he grabs you and you're actually yeah. wrestling him, you're like, holy shit, man. It's not just like what people are saying. Like it's, it's like a, even a, a, a different level than that, you know? Well, you think you're preparing for it, but you can't prepare for it 
until he grabs you. Right. And since you don't get him to grab you every day, yeah. you can't really understand what you're in, 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 in store for until you're in the octagon and it's too late. Yeah, absolutely. Second quick question uh, from your standpoint, who is the next biggest star? Now, we, obvi- we obviously have seen the stars come through that are huge draws. Like, There's not going to be Connors forever and all these guys, all you guys that are just gigantic draws and stars and everything. Who is the next superstar coming up right now that we should look at? Like, Who should we, who should we buy the stock of? I mean, there's some guys. You know, Sean O'Malley is one yeah, of those guys that has a ton of uh, potential to be a, a, cele- a star. Uh this Chum Zalayev kid that's been fighting the last couple weeks, the Russian kid, he's got a great personality. He fought twice in 10 days. I think that he has a chance. But then I start to think about some of these younger champions that are just starting to – Israel Asanya yeah. can be a massive star yeah, in, in mixed martial arts. I believe that um, Alexander Volkanovsky has potential to be a star. Um, I believe that Davison Figueredo can be a massive star because of his ability to put guys out at such a small weight. Um, when you start talking to these young champions, I feel like these guys have the ability to be stars. But if we're talking prospects, uh, I think Sean O'Malley uh, stands out above the rest because when you look at Sean O'Malley, he has a million followers, barely yeah. into the top 15 in the world, yeah. and put out his own gear last week, and it all sold out in three week, three yeah, hours. Yeah. He's got the right? star three power. Three hours, he sold out the all of his gear. Right, He's got something about him that makes people want to pay attention and makes people want to watch. And Sean O'Malley's in the co-main event of my fight card. Yeah. Right? This is this is crazy. Yeah. A bantamweight fighting in the co-main event of our fight card. And I think that speaks to his uh, drawing potential and also his star qualities and star potential that he's so high up on a card in, in such an important spot. It's very reminiscent of Connor, being that how fast he's growing and then being on that co-main event of your fight and everything. It's very reminiscent of him getting those big opportunities yeah. and then handling them. I remember when he he, he fought mm. the main event in uh, Ireland and handled it like a champion. I mean, it didn't even like it yeah. didn't even put the, the, all that pressure and it didn't even show in the slightest. And then look where he became. I think Sean's the same way. He, he, this is this is the test with, with your fight as well, where we're going to see if he's going to break through and be that next big superstar. And, you know, it's it's the same, right? Connor had to beat guys like Diego Brandao and those guys. Yeah. And I feel a very dangerous fighter, but I feel like this is Sean O'Malley's Diego Brandao. He's fighting Chito Vera, who is unbelievable, a great, fantastic fighter. And if Sean can buzz through Chito in the way that he's buzzed through the rest of these guys, I mean, last fight he slept Eddie Wineland. Eddie Wineland is a savage. Dude is a fantastic striker, has really good power, and Eddie Wineland. Is as tough and durable as they come, and O'Malley put him out and put him out in phenomenal fashion. So this is that moment where if he gets past Chito Vera, he might get one of those big fights that really catapults him into the top ten, top seven uh, type of range. But um, he's phenomenal. I think he's phenomenal. And speaking of one of your other superstar potentials, uh, Israel, uh, he did train at AK yeah. Thailand briefly. A long, long time ago, I think he came in with the Australians, and he was probably there for just a few days. But just that might have something to do with it. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'll take credit if he becomes a superstar. I'll say that he, you know, he he did stop by the old AK Thailand gym and throw a few punches at one point. So I'll take I'll take that. Um, and then and then yeah, last is he's the man. Last bonus topic, really fast. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. 
what I'm do watching. you think of that? You're 41 and you're you're at the top of the game, uh, potentially the greatest fighter of all time in the heavyweight division. Now you got two heavyweights who are superstars. Uh, well, Jones obviously multiple weight classes, but two of my heroes coming up. The reason I like to fight fast and throw those hands and get those knockouts were these two guys fighting what is your take on that as far as how this fight's going to go and you know mike tyson doesn't know exhibition he doesn't know sparring he doesn't know That's, exhibition this is going to be a fight who who made these rules yeah. mike tyson is already yeah. starting to kind of like <laughs> act like himself right yeah. he wants he's going to try to take roy jones's head off yeah for sure. i don't understand why uh, and i don't understand the rules no yeah. knockouts uh well knockouts but no judges eight it's rounds crazy. exhibition i don't I don't know what the rules are, but I do know one thing, Mikey. I'm watching. Yeah, of I'm course. I'm watching. I don't care how much it costs. I'm buying the pay-per-view <laughs> because I want to go down memory lane. I want to go watch two of my heroes yes. go out there and compete, and I think it's going to be phenomenal. It'll be one of those nights where we all get together and we celebrate uh, and feel we get to feel like children again, right? Because that's what those types of fights meant to us when we were younger. So I- I'm excited. I'm very excited about this fight. and um, I know it'll be more of a fight than – uh, the California State Athletic Commission is hoping that it's going to be for sure. It's be crazy, and I think it's, we're not going to be disappointed in the fact of watching two of our heroes look really bad, like we've seen in the past. I think it's going to live up to it, and I think we're going to get what we want as far as two guys showing some decent skills for fifty-something-year-old guys, mm-hmm. and and having that one yeah. last hurrah that they both deserve to have. I think, and I hope they, yeah. they make a lot and, of money, and, man. Yeah, and as long as we manage expectation, right? You manage expectation. You manage what you're going to see out there. You're not going to see 21-year-old Mike Tyson knocking out Bruce Seldon, or, or knocking out, uh, you know, uh, knocking out Bruce Seldon, or knocking out—I um, can't remember the guy's name—Leon uh, uh, Spinks. You know, it's not that guy, right? He's older. He's gonna be a little bit slower, but, but in spots, right? In spots, if you squint just the right angle, Roy Jones may pop out like one of those jabs yep. from back in the day, or so fast. Mike Tyson may give you the head movement and get a hook off. You know, it's like. If you just manage expectation, you will not be disappointed when those guys fight. No, it's going to be awesome, man. And I know it's dark right now and you can't see, but I have something on that's usually on the back, but you wouldn't be able to see it probably now because it's so dark. Tell me if you recognize this. Do you, do you recognize this? I, I, I want to show it to the camera that's, first uh, so, they, so you can see it, and then I'll show it that's to you. The course energy, that's the Course Energy Band. Yeah, the course DC, band. The DC yes. Course Energy Band, bro. I still have that. It's up on my thing right here. I just I, I took my it down man. for this podcast. <laughs> That's oh, man, Mike, old school. Thank you so much, man, for supporting me. And listen, hey, Mikey, congratulations on all your success, my brother. Thank you, man. I remember when this was just a thought. Yeah. I remember when AKA Tyler. Did you think was I was crazy, man? Did you think and I was crazy? I know I said this before when we had I this did. conversation. I thought, I, thought you were, I thought you were out of your mind. Everybody I thought, thought I was crazy mind. coming Mike to Thailand, right? To Thailand. Mike Swick's moving to Thailand. He's building this gym. I'm like, Mike Swick's out of his mind. <laughs> and, then, and at times it got tough. Remember, at times it got tough. It, it was tough all the time. Were, you know, things. Yeah, things just weren't what they were supposed to be, and you just stayed to the plan. And now you have got a beautiful facility Thank over you, there. And it's a fighter's paradise. Thank you, sir. And I can't wait to visit one day. Thank you, sir, so much, man. And thank you for being brother. supportive, man. Because I would you come, did it. I would come back all depressed and down, and you were always the one that were like asking me for like updates and stuff. And man, I just never had nothing for you yeah. for the longest time. I was so sad. It was like, it, but just keep. I'm so proud to hear you say it now. You stayed with it. I'm so proud, man. Thank you. I'm honored that, yeah, that you think it's a great man. gym now and you want to come visit and I can't remember, wait like, to have remember, you. But, but you've always been, you've always been a businessman. I mean, the print shop in San yeah. Jose to, you know, you've always had goals and you've always chased them down. 
you know, it's, it's, it's been amazing to watch. It really is. Thank you, brother. And so is your career, and I'm still watching it. I can't wait for your fight coming up. Thank you so much for taking time out and, and for bearing with me today with all the electricity and storm problems. I told you it's I was going to come through. I said, DC, give me an hour. I will make this happen. I promise you, man, we made it happen. Thank you, you so much, bro. You I appreciate did. it. You're the man, Swick. Take it easy, brother. Stay safe out there. Much love and good luck for your camp. I'll all be right. watching for you. All right, Mikey. Take care, All right, brother. thank you, buddy. All right, there you have it. Daniel Cormier, my teammate, my friend, uh, one of the best, greatest fighters to ever do it. Um, it's unbelievable, like I said, to watch his his transition from coming in and and, and learning MMA uh, at, at a lower level to being the greatest. It's so awesome to be a part of that and, and, and to have seen it and watch it and to continue watching it. He sounds motivated. He sounds ready for this fight. I have no doubt in my mind he's going to put on the fight of his life out there. I can't wait to watch it. Um, again, I want to hurry up and close the show before all the batteries go down and I go completely dark here. Um, but thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you took something from the conversation. Uh, please leave us a comment on YouTube. Subscribe if you're on the audio platforms, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And I'll see you next time. Mike Swig.